0: welcome back to timely the podcast where three friends talk about random interesting topics from the past present and future i'm john stomm and for the past segment we're going to be talking about how paris hilton invented the selfie no what
1: Yeah, I could see that Okay, There's a a
0: twist That seems timely Yeah, okay This is producer Jeff
1: McCullough And for the present segment I'm going to be talking about A currently developing urban legend And we're going to springboard that Into other urban legends that we grew up hearing
2: Yeah, okay Uh, I'm Danny Gula And for the future topic We're going to be talking about How many young people currently are And will continue lighting their money on fire And uh, what somebody's doing to stop it Okay. I've got so many questions. Yeah. All right. Is this about the future of kids these days, or is this about the future of money? It's almost the future of um, society? Society as we know it. Oh. I don't know. It, that might have been overselling it a little bit. Things burning <laughs> in the future of society. Sounds like a Danny future topic, though.
0: <laughs> it's a lot more optimistic than you'd think. Oh, good. If you're new here, uh, all of these topics are surprises to the rest of us. So, I mean, this is not faked, so... Let's jump into the past, but before we do, we got to thank our sponsor, Sharper Image.
2: Yeah, they uh, we've been making a bunch of commercials for them. We're making a bunch more for them here uh, in the future. Mm-hmm. See what I did there, because mm-hmm. I have a future yeah. segment. I'm excited about that. Uh, and we're really excited to show this to you. Uh, but if you want to check out what they have right now, go ahead and check out SharperTomorrow.com or uh, check them out on Amazon. And their slogan
0: happens to be, Tomorrow's Tomorrow, which is, is perfect, it's perfect It's perfect. It's timely. <laughs> Let's go back to the past. Let's do it. <laughs> gentlemen, back in the past. So a little behind the scenes about how this podcast works. We all actually just text each other, usually the night before, and say like, oh, hey, I've got an interesting thing to talk about for the present segment. This is happening right now. Or I've got a weird hypothetical question that we could talk about for the future, and so I'll, I'll take that one. And we kind of just like, we don't tell each other what we're going to talk about, but we call the different time periods. We get dibs, dibs uh, as yeah. they say. <laughs> That's right. So um, for this one, I- I've got a list on my phone of just things that I want to talk about for the podcast eventually. And I, I, I've been wanting to talk about these things for a while, but I haven't been able to figure out how to make them work because they're not really like long discussion type of topics, but okay. they're like short, interesting things to, to mention. They're, they're, they're weird and interesting. Timely tidbits. Timely tidbits. So are they all from the past, or are you talking about these are just a bunch of topics? These are all from the past. Okay. Um, and actually, as I was kind of formulating some thoughts here, I, I actually figured out there is a little bit of continuity between them. OK. So that is. We're gonna be talking about things that started off silly and then became mainstream. Okay, like, like the, the macarena, <laughs> <laughs> like the rubber chicken and the macarena. Yeah, interesting. Are those real? Are they uh, they started off. At... I have no idea. I, just... <laughs> I thought there was like a weird story behind the, the rubber chicken. There. I don't know. I have no. Actually, that's
2: one thing I'm very curious about: where the crap the rubber chicken came from.
0: I don't know the story on that one. First things first, we're gonna talk about Paris Hilton. Okay. You know, very... very Sorry, I shouldn't laugh at her. I know she's, like, she's gone through a lot in her life. Notice we're talking about her in the past segment. Yes. Not the present. Right, yeah. Yeah. This is
1: is of a bygone era of socialites.
0: Yeah. Well, she likes to think that she's still pretty relevant because, you know, she's still on Twitter. She's still active and does things. I don't Mm -hmm. really know what she does. But she tweeted the other day, I, I guess it was the anniversary of this event where, um... She, I don't actually know where she was in the original picture, but there's this picture of her with Britney Spears from like 2007. Okay. And you know, it's we would know it today as a selfie. She's she's taking this picture of her, like, you know, like snuggling up with Britney Spears with the camera, with the camera, not with the phone. Right. And uh, you're t- I, they might have a phone. I'm not might sure. Might have been a phone? Yeah, okay. yeah. Maybe it was 08. Maybe was it a flip phone. I don't know. Okay. I You can't see the phone. I'm right, not sure what right, kind of right. phone she had, but she was taking the picture uh, with an outstretched arm. Okay. Yeah. So she and Britney Spears. And so. Years later, after that picture was taken, she claimed that she invented the selfie based on that specific like moment. Just a concept of
2: holding a camera out and pointing it at yourself. Yeah. Seems okay. like a
0: little bit of a stretch. That is a
2: bit of a stretch. I, I mean,
1: I remember using Canon power shots with my friends to take selfies and then you'd look at it. Right. Yeah. I, way I before 2017.
0: 27. Us in
2: summer camp, actually. Yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. People have done this before. I don't know where she thought she could get away with claiming that she did that, but she said. The caption on this photo, you know, is like the time when me and Britney invented the selfie. And then every year after that, she brings it up. Like you guys remember, I I invented the selfie. Yeah, remember? Yeah, she's
2: she's retconning her whole life. Totally. It shows up on her Facebook memories, and she's like,
0: (laughs) "Oh yeah, I gotta remind people. (laughs) No one's ever told her "Eh, this is not true."
1: It's kind of like when Danny says he invented gummy versus real, right?
0: Yeah. I can back him up on that one. Yeah, I I did. did. (laughs) I was there. Witnesses. So just seeing this whole story come out the other day I was like wait a second Paris Hilton invented the selfie I had never heard this before I went down the rabbit hole and like yeah. read the stories people have been writing about this for a while because she's she keeps posting about it um, and people have proven her wrong like multiple times to- over years and years over and so there's like a picture of these old guys with like an old school like you know put your head under the <laughs> under the the curtain kind of camera like an old box film camera <laughs> and they're taking a picture of themselves like From like when, like the 1800s? It's got to be yeah, maybe early (laughs) 1900s.
2: (laughs) I've seen some early 1900s of like, I remember somebody said like, my grandma invented the selfie, and she's got a a big old camera in front of a mirror taking a picture of herself, like.
0: It's just like very easily disproven. I don't know what, <laughs> as long as people
2: have been taking pictures, I guarantee they've been pointing <laughs> them
0: at, the, at themselves absolutely yeah, absolutely. But anyway, so that was easily disproven. And so I almost threw away this topic because like there's nothing to talk about here. But then I was wondering, where did the term selfie come from? Oh, so this sent me down the uh, the the rabbit trail that we're, we're going on for this whole okay, topic here. Uh-huh. okay So do you remember uh, when we made the video at Bat Nineteen uh, for the the Bruisies? The bruises the... Ah, Bruises The sunglasses you keep in your jammers <laughs> Exactly That's... What
2: What was that accent? It's an impression of Eric's Australian impression Oh, it. okay It sounded yeah. a little southern to me But oh. you were going further nope. south I, I, <laughs> hang, on. I, hang on, I lost it
0: Dingo Shrimp on the barbie Shrimp on the barbie Barbie, <laughs> yeah So anyways um Boomerang, <laughs> <laughs> Boomerang. <laughs> That was my favorite in the whole video Boomerang Boomerang, yeah the Australian accent's hard to do. Point is, the Australians uh, they they give these nicknames. I never really thought about this, but they give nicknames to things. Um, oh, There's a name for it. It's like a like a pet name or like mm-hmm. an, a, na- a term of endearment, but it's called like a uh, hyponym or something like that. Okay, right? Hi- hip- hypocryt, or is- There's something <laughs> I'm butchering this. <laughs> I can't think of the word. We're gonna cut that out. It's a it's a word of sur- sorts, right? The Australians like to give these like nicknames to things and. Um, I re- it, it kind of clicked when, when I remembered the commercial we made at Vat Nineteen for the Bruisies. Well, yeah. first of all, Bruisies. and then um, it, it, he put on the sunglasses, and they called him Sunnies. Yep. Mm. And then Australians are called Aussies. Yep. Yeah. You know, they so they, they kind of like put like, another shrimp on the Barbie. Right. Right. Yeah, As you know, people have tried to figure out um, the answer to this question: How did where did the term selfie come from? The end of the road here. The, the first known usage of the word selfie is from an Australian forum. Uh, back in, uh, let's say, 2002. I was going to say
1: 2007. That just sounded way too recent. T- 2002 makes a little bit more that sense. That makes sense. Yeah, digital cameras
0: were already yep. out and about. Every- I mean, and we'll they take were re-
1: selfies in high school mm-hmm. with my friends. Yeah, and they were releasing, like, the four-megapixel camera. It's yeah. like, oh, four-megapixel. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So here's what um, this guy posted in this Australian forum, uh, this Aussie forum, uh, in 2002. So it's like a – I don't exactly know what this forum is. It's something with, like, science, uh, medical stuff. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Either way, you get you'll get the picture. Fun intended by the by what he wrote in this in this form. He said, um, "Drunk at a mate's 21st, I tripped over and he spelled that wrong. I tripped over and landed lip first with front teeth coming a very close second on a set of steps. I had a hole about one centimeter long right through my bottom lip. And sorry about the focus; it was a selfie." Oh. So you can you can imagine what he posted. They don't have yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. It's like he posted just, a picture of his busted front lip and he okay. said it's a selfie. Yeah. So you, you can kind of like hear the Australian accent calling yeah, yeah, it. like, it's can. a selfie. Like I yeah. took it myself. For sure. And so that became mainstream. So like he and actually people tried to give him credit like hey, you invented the word selfie. And he's actually like very modest about it. He's like, "No, this is just what this was just a casual this is what it's, everybody called it just mm-hmm. what people
2: in New- Australia
0: just called yeah. it this is what we all called it so it wasn't weird that I said that but I guess it's the first documented time online so. interesting yeah. okay um, good job right did a little sleuthing that good, worked, mate. <laughs> good sleuthing <laughs> it was a sleuthie um, that's not a selfie <laughs>
2: that's
1: not a selfie this is a selfie
0: guys <laughs> our accents are horrible <laughs> alright so moving on I've to got your- real sharp teeth <laughs> boomerang Bobby, <coughs> no, there, no, no no, 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 no. Sorry, Australia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no we yeah, not. We're, we're, we're. <laughs> all right, we're going to talk about the origins of another word. Uh-huh. Do you guys know the Stegosaurus, the uh, the ancient large reptile it has all the uh, plates on its plates back? Uh-huh. back? Yeah. Yep. Picture its tail. What's on its tail? Spikes. It two little spikes. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. more than like two. Four, maybe like yeah, four, or like two on each side. a well, you know, like bunch like, of spikes on a Stegosaurus. Tail, yeah. Right? Do you know the name of the spikes? On a stegosaurus tail?
1: Uh, Stegospikies? <laughs> uh, If it was Australian. If it was <laughs> Australian, yeah, for sure.
0: Stegospikies. Yeah. Mace? No. It's called the thagomizer. Oh, my. The thagomizer? That's intense. That is, right. Wow. The story of the thagomizer is hilarious. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It better be with that name. <laughs> so, in 1982, you know, people had known about stegosaurus for a while. Like, the paleontologists had, had discovered them, and they'd studied all their bones and stuff, but... There was no, like, real name for the right. spikes on the tail. It was just sort of like, yeah, those are the bones on the tail. Mm-hmm. But uh, in 1982, a uh, man who we all know named Gary Larson.
2: <gasps>
0: oh. oh. You know where this is going. Yeah. Far Side. Farside. Side Comics. Gary Larson is the uh, author, illustrator of the Farside comic. And so in 1982, he released a single-frame comic uh, that looks like this. And I'll, I'll describe it to you guys uh, who can't see it. But we got a caveman, like teacher, in front of a bunch of other cavemen in the classroom. And the, the teacher is holding this you know, stick pointing to the uh, the, the board, basically, uh, up in front of the class. And it's a picture of a stegosaurus and the tail. He's pointing to the tail on the spikes on it and stuff. And he says, Now this end is called Dagomizer after the late Thag Simmons. <laughs> so these, these cavemen... <laughs> You know, <laughs> not to explain the joke too much. You can't see it. The cavemen are naming this thing after one of their fellow cavemen who was killed by, okay. the, by the, the, the end of the thagomizer. Nice. That name that Gary Larson invented stuck. Wow, that's incredible. And the scientists just kind of casually, you know, used it because um, they loved this cartoon, and it just became common. It beca- and now it's like the official name. It's in the Smithsonian. Um, it's in all kinds of publications and, about the Stegosaurus. And we're confident that it came
1: from the Farsight comics, not that yep. Gary Larson, for some reason, knew that that was called the nope. Thagomizer, and
2: said, oh, a guy named Thag probably got offed by it. Nope, no, he, he made it up. That's amazing. The thing that I love about this is I think we've just discovered a backdoor into being able to name anything scientifically that you want, because... Uh, single frame comics are like perfect for putting up in offices. Like, that was the thing. Like, mm, I, you uh-huh. can just picture a bunch of scientists like having seen that been like, oh, this is hilarious. Yeah. And they yeah. put it up on their, like taped it to their computer monitor or on their bulletin board or something. It's yeah. on their, uh, pinned to their cubicle wall. Right. So if you just come up with some, some kind of single pane comic or single frame comic that, uh, Make science jokes. You could probably name some stuff. I mean, probably, yeah. it
1: kind of makes sense because usually things related to naming old things or in science, dinosaurs, whatever, are Latin terms. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing that sounds Latin about the Thagomizer. <laughs> <laughs> just awesome.
0: Yeah, it's so great that like he was just
2: joking around and like you know everybody. That's so basic. Thought it was good. Good job, Gary. Way to go. Um, uh, the best thing that was ever made out of a person named Gary. I don't think we've ever had any other successful Garys. Wow, that's not Name nice. another famous Gary. Gary Sinise. Overrated (laughs) Gary Busey. Uh, Oh, come on, the man's a legend. Okay, that's true. There's a lot of famous Gary's. Okay, yeah, maybe it's just regular Joe Gary's that you know, Gary
1: Oldman, Gary
2: Chapman. I do love that somebody, some comedian made this joke once. That I wonder who, uh, what mom like spends nine months carrying a child, like holds it in her arms and goes. Gary. Gary. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> this little cute baby's called Gary. All right, last one. All right. You guys ever heard of the Waffle House Index? The Waffle House, the waffle
1: house
2: index. index? What's the index? This one's great. I mean, there's I, a I, lot of
1: Waffle Houses out there, so there has to be an index
2: for them. You're on to it. <laughs> okay. I was just talking to my kids about Waffle House because they've never been, and now they're excited because they love waffles, and I've got to take them to a whole house of them.
1: We fancied Waffle Houses a couple of times when we were in our band days uh-huh. traveling around.
2: Love a Waffle House, but you're not getting... Like quality, quality food, you're, you're getting tasty food, you're, but it's not quality. tasty late night food.
0: Yeah, you're gonna taste the value. Yeah, yeah, that's you really- can get a lot <laughs> for like ten bucks there. Okay. Point is, there's like you said, there's waffle houses everywhere, especially in like the American South mm-hmm. um, and Midwest. Okay. So because of that, there was there was a uh, former FEMA administrator named Craig Fugati. I don't know, fugate, Fug- fugate. Sure, we'll go get. with that. <laughs> Craig F. Craig <laughs> F. <laughs> we'll call him Craig. So FEMA is the Federal Emergency uh, Management Administration. Yeah, they, something like they that. They handle like emergencies. Oh, here it is: Federal Emergency Management Agency. Boom. Boom. There we Boom. go. We did it. Okay, so you know FEMA comes in when there's been a natural disaster and they provide relief uh, to the area and stuff like that. Well, any disaster, I guess. If somebody dropped a bomb on us, they'd come in too. Okay, true. It doesn't have to be natural disaster. Right. No. Either way. Craig was the uh, administrator of FEMA at the time of the Joplin tornado. You guys remember this? Just oh, that was that was a big one. Pretty pretty close here. So yeah. Joplin was that the one that went through? Joblin? Joplin, Missouri. Yes. Did it make it to the airport too? No, that was oh, a different one. A the different Joplin
1: one. one was like over a mile wide and it just like scraped everything off in its happened. path. Yeah.
0: So we're in St. Louis now and uh, not too far, just a few hours uh, west of us, Joplin, Missouri. There was a huge uh, tornado disaster there a few years ago. Um, well, Craig was the administrator of FEMA at the time. He came up with this thing called the, the Waffle House Index, which, I mean, it, again, it started off kind of silly, like all of these things, but it, it became mainstream. It's uh, a way to determine the severity of the disaster based on the local (laughs) Waffle Houses. Okay, so So, so let me explain. I wanna predict before you get there. Okay. Is it gonna be, I mean, it's
2: it's gotta either be how many Waffle Houses are destroyed or how many people have to go eat at Waffle Houses because their houses are destroyed. I think it's the first one.
0: You're you're close, but none of them are right. (laughs) I mean, so Craig is, is quoted as saying, if you get there and the Waffle House is closed, that's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding yeah. me? No. So we have three levels, green, yellow, and red. Green, full menu, restaurant has power and damage <laughs> is limited. <laughs> or- or no damage at all. <laughs> Yellow, we have a limited menu, no power, or only power from a generator, food supplies may be low. And Ooh. red, Uh-oh. the restaurant is closed. That must be bad. Indicating severe damage or severe flooding. So, hang hey, hey, on, like, Waffle Houses have generators? Like Okay, this is what I, I'm learning, because Waffle Houses are, are everywhere, including, like like we just said, in the South, right, right. where there's just disasters a lot, like yeah. hurricanes and high winds and even tornadoes in the right. Midwest. They have to be prepared, they have, plans for you know when there is a natural disaster Mm -hmm. and they they have plans for staying open and for feeding the community and stuff like that they even have like waffle house jump teams that come in and like support the restaurants that are damaged and stuff i had no (laughs) clue they were so involved in emergency relief good job waffle house i know it's great so like this guy decided he realized hey like the um the severity of the storm is actually correlated to how how operational the waffle houses are in the area and if and I mean, It works for any kind of disaster, probably. Right? Yeah, they That's will. Awesome. They will do whatever they can to stay open, <laughs> and they they have. So, um, the thing is, they they you know they weather a lot of storms, literally. Um, but in April of 2020, they tweeted red status. They said hashtag Waffle House Index. So they're in on it. Oh, they said hashtag oh, Waffle House Index. We're going red. Yeah, and they had to close like ninety something percent of their stores. Wow. Wow. Um, I, I think they're all, you know, they're all back now. But yeah, um, yeah it was it was bad there for a while. Well, so.
1: normally when there's like a hurricane
0: coming or tornado, it's like is it
1: an F1, is it an F5, or whatever the the different values are. We need to look into the Waffle House index, Waffle House index and, and the start Waffle House red e- status.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's what I'll do whenever something's happening. I'm just gonna call Waffle House. There's one in uh, just a little bit north of us. I'll call them, <laughs> yeah. be like, hey,
1: how serious is
0: this? Be honest. Are you closing? Give me an index report. He'll <laughs> know. Yellow. Ooh, be careful! It's pretty, guys. It's pretty intense.
2: Godspeed. And they're running on generators. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's not like official FEMA. You know, it's not. You're not gonna find the Waffle House index on like. Yeah. FEMA paperwork policy, but um, it's widely used within FEMA. And it, is, it, probably, it is
1: a metric that they look at. Yeah, it, yeah,
0: it is. It's, it's a single data point. It's probably good. I mean, it, it, you, you laugh
2: at it because it's funny all you want, but it, if it is that consistent across the board, sure, it's a good way to measure. Like, you're, they, I'm sure they measure all things about the community. Like, oh, yeah. oh are the churches closed? Is are, is the hospital running? Is like, mm-hmm. are yeah. the grocery stores open? Like. Well, even scale. beyond that, like whenever they're the house series
1: is the seismic activity somewhere, they've got Richter scales all over. Well, there's Waffle House's all over. So it kind of makes sense.
2: Yeah, man. Good,
0: Pretty awesome.
1: Good job, Waffle House. Yep. Yeah. Smart.
2: Good job, FEMA, on that one. It's, it's the
0: greatest <laughs> thing they've ever done.
2: I will say, I love wow. Waffle House. <laughs> they rescued a lot of people. <laughs> but Yeah, good job. Hey, guys, I don't want to waffle on this anymore. Let's get to the present. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, guys, we are back in the present and I want to tell you about a news story that I read that Danny could have been very directly impacted by and you might have dodged a big one here. I mean, this, this wasn't something that was on the Waffle House Index, Okay, but there are rumors abounding right now in 2021, post-pandemic, right. as people are getting out and about, they're traveling in state and national parks are being basically overrun by people who are wanting to get outdoors and do all these other things, which has caused an old urban legend to be reignited about feral human cannibals that are roaming national parks.
2: <sighs> oh. What? Feral human cannibals? This is something
1: that parks? started way back in the 60s, but just recently, there have been people reporting that they are seeing humans in various areas and national parks that are snooping, watching, in some cases, stealing things, and it is freaking people out.
2: Well, Why are they
1: assuming they're eating people? Well, because uh, sometimes the things that go missing are people. There's about 2,000 or so people in the past few decades that have gone missing in national parks. So naturally, because there aren't explanations that would make sense, like they got lost or you know fell down a uh-huh. crag or something like that, or a that there must be them. cannibals eating them. So that's where it's coming from. Now, it's ridiculous. Right. It's more than likely not true. Um, in fact, people are saying that We need to kind of back away from that because there are like in West Virginia, because a lot of this comes from the Appalachian area, Mm -hmm. there's there's uh, like off the grid people that don't want to be considered cannibals. They just are wanting to live off the grid. So they don't want to be like stigmatized this way.
2: Oh, yeah. There's tons of people who just like wander into the wilderness like, you know what? This is how I live now. Right. Yes. But I, it made me think of you because
1: you were just in is, is Shawnee is that a I national was in a park? national
2: forest Yeah, yeah I was you in were Shawnee National Forest. Uh, I was in a national wilderness area. How
1: and many I, How
0: many people did you eat? <laughs> no, no comment, John.
1: Well, I mean, at one point you did say that like some of your stuff walked away in the middle of the
0: night. It didn't did,
2: it? Um, but I heard the little creature doing it. It was a raccoon. Oh, are you sure? Um, yeah. So what I, I I have a little section of my tent that's outside of the sleeping area but it's uh-huh. inside a zippered area but you can kind of crawl under there okay and what i would do is i would make my food and and, and just kind of i'd set it in there before i went into the tent and took it into the tent with me because okay. i didn't want to zip open the tent and everything well while i was sitting at the fire i, I heard a little critter uh, grab my leftover lasagna and run off with okay. it okay well It wasn't raccoon lasagna, was it? Because if it was, that would have been cannibalism. (laughs) No, I think it was standard beef. I don't know. It was one of those freeze-dried backpacking meals. Who knows what it was made out of? Okay, well, I think that
1: it's probably pretty safe to say that this is an urban legend that came about (laughs) around campfires and people are trying to scare each other. Probably safe. Yeah, make sure you zip your tent up or you're going to get stolen and eaten by feral people. Okay, but this got me uh, when I was reading this article.
2: (laughs) And when I imagine feral, I think of kids all the time. Like a kid crazy
0: air <laughs> I just invented a, a character named Feral Gary in my mind <laughs> <laughs> Feral Gary it's like the last of the Gary's uh huh yep <laughs> <laughs> no one
2: named a, Gary, named a kid Gary anymore. Yep. It's
0: a campfire story, if I ever heard one. <laughs>
2: so
1: speaking of campfire stories, it's got my, my gears turning on other urban legends that I was told growing up that I believed, and I wanted to have a conversation about different urban legends you grew up hearing and maybe believing. I mean, one that was huge for me that totally got me at one point
2: in my young life was snipe hunting. Oh, Did you guys yeah. ever snipe hunt? No, that's just something dads told their kids to get them to, like... Go away for a
0: while, John, right? you
1: have a blank look on your face. You know what snipe hunting I is? I know.
0: I've heard of this. What is this? snipe Oh, my
2: yet? goodness. I thought everybody knew what
1: snipe hunting is. I mean, I, I've
0: heard of this, but...
1: I, I mean, I'm sure the legend varies depending on which grandfather is telling you, but in, in my case, the grandfather is telling me there are these little pig-like features that fly around, creatures that fly around, and you have to stand outside with a pillowcase and shine a flashlight in it, <laughs> and it will fly in there. You tie up the sleeping bag, and you will have caught a
0: snipe. Okay, I didn't know all of that No, So no, I, I found know that myself
1: much. going to my grandparents' house For my parents were out and about on their dates And my grandpa would send me outside at night to snipe hunt
2: <laughs> Yeah, because he just wanted to watch some TV He just
1: wanted to watch Walker, Texas Ranger While I'm standing in the backyard with a pillowcase <laughs> And a flashlight It's actually brilliant <laughs> But at one point, my grandma got in on it. I don't know what their problem was that I'm thinking about it. This was not nice. Yeah. One time, my grandma was like, we're going to go snipe hunting. And she's like, but you know what I heard? I heard that snipes aren't like little bat things that you catch in pillowcases. They're bigger than that. And I hear that they've been in the neighborhood. And I'm probably eight or nine. I'm like, okay, sure, we'll go outside. So my grandma takes me outside. My grandpa, he's just like snoring in his chair. He wasn't Mm -hmm. even in on it. I go outside with a flashlight. Sure enough, I'm looking off in the distance. And there is a creature that is coming toward me, like the ground was moving. I was freaking out. Every bit of adrenaline, it's like seared into my mind that this is going to change human history as we know it because we have found <laughs> these large snipes that's coming right toward me. Right. <clears throat> and my grandma, she's playing. She's like, oh, there it is. There's one. Oh, my goodness. We should go <laughs> back inside. I'm freaking out. Yeah. And it turns out it was my older brother underneath a blanket that my grandma sent out
2: there. <laughs> Uh, we we did that to my kids and my nephews When we were camping We told them we were hunt. We heard there was a Sasquatch And then we We, we went for a hike Around the campground Looking for the Sasquatch And so we had a spot planned For somebody To hide and jump out And similar experience I don't know It's just fun to scare your kids
1: Yeah It is They, sure. they need a good
2: scare From time to time <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right guys? Yeah That's a good parenting Isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. I Well the thing I think about it Is is like it, The whole point of it Is to do what you, To give you what you have right now Like You have a great story. Like, and everybody looks back on that fondly, even though it was like weird. You're like,
1: what the heck? But it was fun. Like, it might have been like an 80s thing, too, because there was actually a really popular episode of Cheers where they take Fraser snipe hunting. So it could have just been timely. So, are there any urban legends that you guys remember growing up hearing that you wondered about or believed or people would
2: chatter about? Yeah. um, A Bloody Mary. Yep. Bloody Mary, and there's, like, a lot of different versions of it, but it had something to do with, like, a if you said Bloody Mary so many times in a mirror. With the lights off. Yeah. you turn the lights on, and she'd be, like, standing next to you or something like that. Yeah, like, every, like, weird group vacation with my parents, friends, and their kids, somebody would be bringing it up, and then somebody would go in the mirror with, like, soap and try to write on the mirror or something. <laughs> like, there'd always be, nobody could agree on how it worked, but everyone was equally freaked out that somebody was trying. Right, right. Bloody Mary was going to crawl through the mirror, like, uh...
1: Like, this from, like the girl uh, from The, the ring. ring? The Ring, yeah, yeah. Like the
2: girl from The Ring and then just like, take us all out. Um, <laughs> the, I, I don't know what that one was about, but I... I- fully believed in
1: it that one's related to Candyman, i think candy man was another one and um what about
2: what is it it was like light as a feather stiff as a board stiff as a board yeah yeah. i don't know how that one works did it work i think it just distributes the weight evenly like everybody like it's like that's a thing like a bunch of girls will do it a sleepover and they all like use two fingers and lift up lift their up friend. a
1: person who's like lying flat on their back but I think I, that's just yeah. weight distribution i think it never worked well let's just talk about like general urban legends though that we always heard about like for example this is a big one that if you uh, if you throw rice at weddings, that mm. is going to make birds explode. Right. That's like I an, and that. that's why people stopped using rice. It swells in their stomach. Yeah, swells in their stomachs. Yeah, it's it not true. People have tested that. It's just hard to clean up. It's kind of messy. It's a little bit, and there's like it more creative, fun ways to do it than throwing rice at people. Huh.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the haunted railroad tracks. Yes, that's a great one. Every everywhere has a haunted railroad tracks, and I've been to the ones we have here out in uh, Mascuda. Yeah, I was there as well. And uh, it's it's easy to get once like once you know how these things work. It's just a piece of land where there's an optical illusion. Yeah. That makes it look like a car's rolling uphill, but it's actually going downhill. And then when you put baby powder on yes. the on the bumper but, or on the hood or wherever, whatever direction it's going, you see handprints and fingerprints. But that's just literally. How they dust for fingerprints? That's why that works. Oh, interesting. See, yeah,
1: yeah that's how they're in that place in Mesquita, which, like you said, every area has a haunted railroad track. There wasn't even railroad tracks there. They said it used to be. They there. used to be railroad tracks, and a bunch of kids got hit by the train, and they're the ones that are trying to push you off the tracks. Yeah. What I did was, and I had some friends in college who wanted to go there. I found out, and so I drove out there and hid in a ditch in a black <laughs> trench coat. <Nice. laughs> so when the car started rolling, I jumped out and just slammed my hands on the side of the, <laughs> the minivan. They
2: screamed loudly oh my goodness and it was fun that's
0: amazing (laughs) so you were your brother in the snipe story okay yeah (laughs) i guess you're right yeah now you know why your grandma did that she had to teach you you guys know i don't know if you know this but i think i'm sure we've talked about it but that spot the honda railroad tracks that are in this area right next to where my wife grew up like oh okay 20 feet no kidding right outside her driveway so she
2: had to like listen to like
0: like, out-of-control teenagers. Yep. And, like, every
1: Friday night at 11.30 p.m., driving up, screaming, and driving off. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: interesting. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I've been to those haunted railroad tracks, that, that spot, before, too, and mm-hmm. I had no idea. I had never met my wife at the time. It was interesting to think about, like, being there at that time. I was, like, right next to where she lived. Yeah, mm-hmm. but every, every town's got a haunted railroad track story. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. like there was always stuff about Indian burial grounds. That yeah, was always, yeah. like, a thing. Me, it's man. like, oh, what, what what happened there? It's an Indian burial ground. yeah. Like, what about the one
1: where um, If you're driving down the road at night And you, someone coming toward you has their lights off Don't flash them to have them turn their lights on Because oh yeah. it was like gang initiation Or something like that That if whoever flashes them They'll like tail you and kill you Oh
2: see I was told that's how you signal drug dealers Oh okay that makes more sense But it's really just warning people There's a cop back there Or your lights <laughs> <Right>. are off <laughs> Right There's like lots of reasons people flash their lights Yeah And none of it is to deliver drugs No Or kill you
1: <laughs> No um what about less um murdery ones mm-hmm. like um um, but that we only use 10% of our brains. Is oh, Is that yeah. because it's an urban legend? That's an or, urban legend, yeah. Yeah, which is not true. We actually use 100% of our brains. Yeah. It's just yeah. we use different parts at different times. Yeah.
2: It, it just like, it's not like it all works all the time. Like, everything does a different thing. Yeah, right.
1: So. Shaving your hair makes it grow back thicker.
2: Not true. Not a thing. Yeah, it just grows back. At shaving, because of the angle at which it cuts it, it grows back at a different shape and can give the illusion that it's mm-hmm. thicker. Um, Coca-Cola will dissolve
1: teeth. Like, if you put teeth in Coca Cola, that'll just like eventually turn right. into nothing. That's not a
0: thing. Like, if you need to get rid of a body, you just yeah. soak it in, mm-hmm. in Coke. Yep. The old Coke soap. Coke soap. Coke soap. That's right. I've done one or two of those in my day. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Moving on.
2: <laughs> Cracking your knuckles causing arthritis. Yep. I just recently learned that that was not true because uh-huh. I crack my knuckles all the time. I'm like, man, I'm going to have arthritis. And I was thank you, the savior of the world, TikTok. There was a chiropractor on there who was like, no, nah, you're fine. Yeah.
1: This one's kind of sad to debunk because this was a huge one whenever I was a kid. Loch Ness monster, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there have been sh- there have been hundreds of peoples and groups and scientific expeditions to find this right. thing, and it's just the water moves weird based on how like the horizon and the hills it's, around it reflect and all this other it's stuff. It's
2: a really uh, and it's also it's a really unique shape to the lake and the way that it went the wind goes to where the um the trails the uh, wakes of boats. They keep moving, even in like a really weird direction. They'll go further. Like they'll bounce back and forth. So uh-huh. it, it it looks like it gives that shape. Right. The yeah. kind of It, it looks like a, it looks yeah. like something sl, uh, sl, like slippery? slithering. 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 Yeah. yeah. It looks like something slithering through the water. Um, and you just feel like, like, like it's not a boat doing it. Yeah.
1: Um, chupacabra. Mm. Are you familiar with chupacabra? Huh. It's like this weird like. Uh, I think it takes place in like Mexico, Le- Mexico. Right? Mexico, yeah. Mexico, Mexico yeah, yeah, I think Puerto Rico. It's also there as well. Um, and the legend is about like this hairless, sort of like mongrel dog-looking thing that like will suck beast. your blood. Yeah. Um, that came from because in certain areas of Mexico and Puerto Rico, there are um, there are certain like wild dogs that just get malnourished and stuff, and they lose their hair and they just look really gross Ooh. and scary. That and
2: makes it, sense. So yeah, probably probably not an actual thing. Well, have you ever seen like a, a a Chihuahua that's not like the little cute miniature Chihuahua, like just like. Just kind of some big. chihuahua running around in the wild they yeah. Mexico. They're, yeah. If they got hairless, they're big and kind of yeah, mangy. Yeah, it could get mangy looking. Did you guys grow up uh, fearing
1: sewer alligators? Because I yeah. did. Yes. Yes.
2: See, uh, it's because of E.T.,
0: Oh, they okay. talk about
2: it in ET at the very beginning of the movie. They're talking about alligators in the sewers. I'm like, what? And My dad's like, yeah, alligators in the sewers. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah, and people then, get
0: them as pets and they flush them down the toilet and then they live down there. Okay,
1: first of all, do you know anybody that's ever had an alligator for a pet? Yes. My really? Cousin had one. Did he flush it down the toilet?
2: Nope. Um, he let it go in the backyard. No, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, like he had like a weird setup for it and like they they had it outside and it was a heat lamp or whatever and then the heat lamp died and it got too cold and died. Well, colonies of alligators have never been found in sewer systems anywhere. They have found, so. like, single ones. I think in, like, New York once or something is where that kind of came from. Like, Because I think that does happen sometimes where, like, yeah, people flush animals down sometimes. And if they can live, they
0: might. Well, uh, I mean, like, the Ninja Turtles live down there. Oh, so. well, there you go. Sure, okay. sure, sure, sure.
1: Um, I'm a little, I think, a little too old for this one. So maybe you guys can explain it to me because it might have been closer to your time. What's the whole Slender
0: Man urban legend? I don't know. I think it's just a ghost. I don't know like much about him, but he's creepy. Yeah, yeah the same. I, I remember that kind of came out like when we were like not we weren't kids anymore yeah it was it, a, we're teenagers or maybe a too 20s. old yeah
2: i think i think it was a website with like ghost stories about slender man and like other people would it was like a character that people would kind of contribute to or something i'm not too there's sh- like i think
0: there's pictures i think there's like you know
2: yeah there's like illustrations of what he looks like and stuff and like people have like made pictures and all kinds of stuff and they even made a movie out of it uh, at one point but uh it's like i know like they would portray it as kind of real i think is how the website worked because there was one thing where like those Teenage girls went and like killed yeah. some other girl because Slender Man told them to. Right, um, right,
0: right. What about um the one from the Wizard of Oz? Oh, oh yeah, where there was, was like true. A, there was
1: supposed to be like a guy that like killed himself in well, the background. There was a of it. scene, yeah, when they're walking through the forest that you can actually
2: see somebody um, I don't swinging. Think well, that's true. It's, it's not true. Okay. I think no. it's 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 true and not true. I think I th- I thought I remember hearing like somebody did kill themselves, but that's not. But it wasn't on film was. at all. That's not what yeah, it was. Yeah, so yeah it was. I think that, I
0: think that, uh, we have to go and look this up because we're all just completely. Uneducated here, but I think that was not really a person in the background. Right. But you're right. Somebody did like maybe die on set.
2: Maybe, yeah. I don't remember exactly. There's something, there's some kind of little nugget of truth to that, but not.
1: The last one, which is a little bit more recent. um, I can't even remember the name of it. I hope you guys can. Within the past year or two, there was, I don't know if it was ever substantiated, but that there are like videos that were being posted that looked like kids' videos, like unboxings or Peppa Pig or something like that. And then some like weird character would come on and tell kids to do bad things. People kept talking about it and showing like these weird uh, pictures of it, but I never Momo? saw it. What yeah, something like MoMo, Momo or, or something like that. that. I don't know if that it was that was that an urban legend or was well, that a no, thing. Well, no, like
2: pe- what had happened was people were like it was a thing. People were making these jump scare videos. Okay. With this character, and then like I think he would get on and like would say creepy things and right, tell people right. to do stuff. It was supposed to be just like a ghost taking over a video or whatever. Um, but I think what ended up happening was it ended up making its way inadvertently onto YouTube Kids. Oh, okay. And I think that was the big thing behind yeah.
1: it. Yeah. It was scary for parents. For that sure. Momo
2: image is frightening. It's pretty Freaky. frightening. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
2: yeah. It's really frightening. But I don't know. I, I think it was just an internet thing that got out of hand.
1: Yeah. Well, people have rumors to scare one another I don't know why we do this yeah. I don't know why we yeah. feel compelled to spread these types of rumors I guess because we just want to get a, a rise out of people but hey I mean causing people to live in fear um, because it's fun sounds like Danny's future podcast topic yeah. so I think we could just move to the future now All right.
0: right let's do it cool
2: guys so let's talk about um we'll get into the future now but i want to ask you guys a question do you guys know probably the one thing that is universally described as lighting your money on fire like anybody would say like yeah that's that's kind of lighting your money on fire spending it on worthless things the stock market uh okay maybe it's not universal anyway it's not universal i've heard heard
1: of money burning a hole in your pocket but not necessarily catching money just like throwing
2: you're just throwing it away
1: i mean i see that to my wife gambling Oh, that is too okay. So there's a lot of ways you can light your money on fire. <laughs> I say that to my wife anytime she buys a candle because I'm like, you are literally burning. What yeah, you just dude. Spent, right.
2: You know? Nice. Uh, uh, rent. Uh, think about like giving rent. So like it's like the one thing is like everything else you buy, like you buy, you at least get something for it. Rent is the one thing you really you don't get anything for you, you get to stay like you can stay in a place but you don't get to actually hold on to anything if i buy this mug as an example like doesn't matter if the value drops i'll always have at least the mug mm-hmm. versus rent you just get kicked out whenever your lease is up okay so uh it's a big problem though because uh going forward there's not nearly as many home buyers which is surprising considering the housing market that we're in right now so the concern is is that There's going to be a lot less people buying these houses in the future. So if we're in this little bubble right now that are where things are swelling, people are buying these houses and all this stuff's going on. Well, it's really only certain generations and certain ages that are doing it. Uh, It's it's hard for younger people. So just say this, a fifth of millennials say they'll never own a home. They would rather just rent? One fifth think they will never own a home, yeah. They think they're just gonna rent for the rest of their lives and uh 74 of those people say it's because of affordability no other options not like oh i don't think so because it's not for me i don't want to because like there's kind of the stereotype of us millennials that we just like to you know fly by the seat of our pants or whatever
1: well also i think millennials have the the reputation different from like uh, baby boomers or gen x they went to school to figure out the best way to make money Whereas millennials went to school to figure out to do something they're passionate about and that they love, which may or may not pay a lot of money. Work out. Yeah.
2: And well, that's kind of like some of that discussion that gets had is like, hey, we were all told to pursue our dreams and get these degrees and then it didn't work out too well. And now none of us can buy houses. Three quarters of millennials say they will buy a home, um, but they're waiting until they can afford it. Uh, And then 21% of millennials say that they're delaying it because of the pandemic's effect on them. And 40% of, of millennials in general say the pandemic at least has affected those decisions. Like, even if they haven't said, like, they're going to delay it or they're not going to get it. But 21% say they're just delaying it forever just because of the pandemic. Like, that that one thing has set them far enough behind. That they're like, you know what? Forget it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's because 63% of millennials have zero down payment saved up. And think about mm-hmm. that. That's a generation that spans, like, 20s to 30s. Like, we're mm-hmm. the generation in which people buy homes, save up. We were mm-hmm. told to do it. That. Uh, And if you look at the data, uh, most generations by by now, like let's say we're getting close to our 40s, you would think that about... 75% 75% of us would own a house, and it's really sitting only around, like, mid-50s. I haven't really liked the whole concept or the idea that
1: we actually even own our homes because, like, back back in the day when our parents were buying homes, they were really buying the homes, right? And or they were taking, like, short-term loans, but, I mean, our generation has always taken out 30-year loans.
2: Yeah, I have a 30-year loan.
1: And they tell you, well, when you refinance, you need to refinance down to a 15-year loan, but 30-year loans, I mean, doesn't the bank just own our homes? And we mm-hmm. basically, the bank owns our homes until we sell it off, so or until we pay it off. So like
0: the whole idea of owning your home, what does that even mean anymore? I mean, technically like, yes, you're right. But I think the one difference is like, you can do whatever you want to your house. Now the bank doesn't, is not your landlord. That's a good point. That's really the difference. But I mean, well, yeah, for the next 30 years, I mean, I I feel like I've been in my house for a while, but it's only been five years. I've got a long way to go. (laughs) So we do have a larger
2: chunk of people who think that like for that same reason, like uh, we, you can buy a house like yeah I don't own it anyway so why am I paying for all the maintenance? Why am I paying for all this stuff that's that's a big thing but it always kind of gets down into this affordability. And if you look at the years at which we jumped into the job market For sure During the recession Yeah um, That's your formative years That's when you would rent and save up your money But we went into the job market making less and less money with massive amounts of
1: debt And home prices and values been going, going up Skyrim. And the expectations of, of, of what people want out of a home has gone up Which is also going to make True. the expectations of what we want to be more expensive
0: That's a good point, yeah Because a house like Danny's, which yeah. is small by a, Like, like today standards today's for sure. standards, for sure like Today's standards for what you imagine is a middle class family you know, that was a normal, right? Middle class family house in like the '50s and '60s. Yeah, it was, it was built in '58. It's a thousand or it's 1,100 square foot. That yeah. that was pretty normal. It's a it's the same house my grandma raised more kids than I have in. Right. So like you imagine the typical millennial or maybe even Gen Z now, like getting out of college and wanting to buy that house, they might feel like, oh, this is not really like worth buying. It's too small. Right. I can't have a family
2: in this house. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to do it. We kind of thought that. This was going to be our starter home, and that's yeah. a word we throw around now. Starter, starter home. Starter home. Right. right. Like, you buy a starter home, but like, man, with more and more people not making... like, They're just not making enough money. Think about it, 63% of us, of our generation, has no money saved for a down payment. Now, here's the question. Is it because we're
1: not the millennials aren't making enough money or is it because they're making enough money but they have so much like school debt and other things like that that they don't have the money to buy a home i mean
2: those are kind of the same thing though like if you look at the graphs and the thing the data that they go to like most of the researchers point back to housing prices have skyrocketed and wages have barely moved up at all sure so when you look at those generations that are owning homes and when they're in their retirement age 80 90 percent of them all own a home they all could afford to buy a house when they got out of college like you when our parents were in in college you could go to college have a part-time job that could pay for your tuition right so you could work and get out of school and then just start working and saving for your home that's what you would do you would rent for that but more and more people are just renting and renting and renting so for like a huge chunk i mean this is you know, what do, we, what do they say? It's a fifth of the millennials. So a fifth of millennials in general and younger generations, it's even more. Or it's predicted it could get even more. Gen Z already says 18% of it is presuming they're never going to own a home. Interesting. 18% of Gen Z thinks they're never going to do it. Um, so like it's, it's, in theory, could only get worse. Now, the biggest problem is that going into the future here is like we are the largest generation, millennials. Like there's the most of us out of any of them. So, like, we have this giant chunk of people who cannot afford to buy homes and is planning on not, that could have a huge impact on the economy. Sure. Yeah, Um, I think this goes back to, as well, the whole
1: thing that we've talked about before where the disparity that exists between how much education costs, how much college costs, how much loans our, our generation took on with the promise that, this education is so high quality, you will get a high-paying job that will not only allow you to do things like buy homes, but also pay off this debt, no problem. Right. And that we- didn't happen. We graduated, and we could not get jobs to pay us what we wanted to to let alone to, to buy a house, let alone to pay off these student loans, which is why there's all this big talk right now is are they going to provide some sort of stimulus or relief to bring down right. how much student some of us own yeah. student loans?
2: Well, and if you think about it, it's not just the housing market that got expensive. Rent. Astronomical. Hmm. I don't know. Have you guys rented much? I've never rented a home. No, my parents I lived in a house with my
0: parents rented, but
2: I haven't. Yeah, so I, I rented a bunch in Chicago and moving from apartment to apartment. I mean, you every year your lease is up every year, and like, oh, lease our uh, rent's going up, rent's going up, and the rent would always go up at a higher percentage than my raises were. And there was nothing I could do about it. I would just have to move to a different apartment, I would just keep moving to worse neighborhoods. Because that's what I could afford, mm-hmm. um, and so that's be- that's becoming a huge problem. So, what can you do about a generation that has no option but to rent, basically, um, and rents getting so expensive? They're, they're throwing away all their money. Like it used to say, like you'd spend I think thirty-something percent of your income on rent. Like that would be an astronomically cheap apartment at this point. Sure. Um, so, what can we do about that? Well, this one guy. And this is totally going to sound like an ad. And it's 100% not. I just think this product is really cool. And it's thinking about this in a different way. Free endorsement from Danny Gula. Free endorsement. Uh, this one guy uh, came up with what is called uh, the Built Credit Card. And it's a credit card that has rewards on it, specifically for renters. So if you pay your rent with this credit card, you earn rewar- your rewards go back to... You can do it for all kinds of things. So say you are one of these people who says, I never want to rent. like mm-hmm. You just don't want to because you, you think you like the freedom uh, or you never want to own. Uh, you like the freedom of renting because you can travel, do whatever you want. You could put it towards travel. You could put it towards uh, hotels, uh, gyms, whatever you want to do with your lifestyle. You can at least get something back. So at the very least, you're not lighting your rent money on fire and just giving it to the landlord. You're getting something back. But the other thing is like, it can actually save up and be applied towards down payments mm. for a home. It can be applied towards um, uh, your actual rent to bring your monthly rent down. And if, you, if your landlord doesn't get with the times and doesn't take credit cards,
0: They'll write a check to your landlord, mail it to them for you. That was going to be my question because there are so many businesses that just don't take credit cards right. because they charge you know, service fees and stuff. I could imagine that there's landlords who just are like, no, I don't accept credit cards. Yeah, all my landlords in Chicago took checks. They didn't take credit right. cards. Right. But
2: yeah, I, I, was, I, I, the moment I heard that, I was just like, that is so brilliant because like I was in that scenario. When I lived in Chicago, I basically assumed never going to own a home. This is just like I'm, my wages aren't going up high enough. Even as I was getting promotions, I'm like, I know I'm going to make more money. I'm going to live in a nicer place. There's no way I'm going to be able to afford a home. Especially here. But man, like the, the, just the concept of giving something to provide renters with some sort of like value back because like it is kind of strange sometimes like if you're okay just renting forever not a big deal but if you're trying to do something else you literally are just giving it away sure and you'll never get anything back for it other than credit history
1: right but th- see, that's just said i think it does it just signify that as we're moving into the future these these upcoming generations there's just a different value system right. that they're living by as opposed to you know our parents and grandparents who said their greatest values in owning stuff like, if you have it and it's yours and you get to make the decisions on whether you sell it or buy it and all this other stuff. But the problem is, even when you buy a home, I mean, if if, you're, if home values, values go down after you've purchased it, that's a terrible situation to be in. You'd almost be better off to be renting at right, that case yeah. because you can get out of it when your lease is
2: up as opposed to being stuck in an upside down home, is what yeah, they say.
0: It's sort of a form of gambling. Right.
2: But, it I, is. I've been wondering what everybody's doing about these. Um, like, they're buying, they're selling their houses. Like, houses in my neighborhood are just going up left and right, right. And selling so fast. I was like, where are these people moving to? Like, I, I get the advantage of selling right now because I've thought about it. I could triple my money in my house if I sold it right now. But, and then somebody goes, oh, no, I just put you up in a rental. Like, we would sell your house, put you in a rental until the market turns around. Oh, that's an interesting approach. I thought you were going to say they're they're just leveling up just enough because they're making so much on that house. They can get something just a little bit better. No, they're just taking, a lot of people are just taking advantage of the prices now, then heading to a rental unit and just renting until the housing market stabilizes and they can get a a are they expecting the housing market to stabilize or go back down sometime soon there's some debate like there's some debate on whether or not it is a bubble like if it's going to burst or if it's just going to stabilize i mean right now i think there's just a ton of talk about inflation, like because there's basically an artificial inflation right now it's astronomical because of the pandemic right okay um but so it just depends on what goes on with that the fed's doing its best to uh maintain that or like manage that inflation as best as it can and adjust uh, or adjust the uh, APRs and everything but Uh, going back to
1: what I was saying a second ago that like shift in philosophy of what's more valuable I've been thinking about this a lot lately as it pertains to having a car so I can't afford to buy a new car, right? because new cars have so many features and such high technology now, they're really expensive. I can only afford to buy a used car. Yeah. Problem is, when I buy a used car, it's gonna break down sooner, because it's used and it's older, right. and then I gotta put money into repairs. So at this point, it's like, is it more valuable for me? John and I have talked about this quite a bit. I know, Danny, you've talked about just getting rid of your cars and like biking everywhere, mm-hmm. but I've been contemplating, well, instead of buying used cars that break and then I have to repair, okay, I'll go into a two-year lease. And that way I always have a car that is going to be reliable and I'm not going to have to put a lot of repair costs into. And it's going to be nice. It's just, I I would rather rent. I know it's leasing, but that's basically a rental. than to be in a situation where I'm owning something, like the car I currently have, I want to get rid of it, but I can't because I still owe on it. But it's falling apart. I really wish I was in a lease right now.
2: Yeah, I've considered a lease now and I've not like i've never like that's never been something that i've ever thought I'm like why would i lease a car like everybody i knew back in the day that leased are like nah horrible idea Don't
1: so i could see some people especially because millennials are a little bit more transient they're a right. little more flexible with like moving around yeah than as homebodies um it sounds nice to be like yeah i've only got a two year you know lease right here and i can live here for next years and figure out what i want to do after
0: that yeah i think that's I, I was gonna say this exact same thing i think there's probably a different value system shift in like Permanence and right. uh, kind of your vision for your own future. Like I think uh, previous generations, I'm definitely picturing my grandparents and like boomers and stuff. You know, you you found a home and you found a neighborhood, you found a school, like and you just settled your family there. You dig your roots. Yeah. But now, like millennials and, and Gen Z, for sure, it doesn't seem like that's as as valuable to them. It seems like right. I, I I see a lot of travel being kind right. of um, valued highly. Like let's do a gap year. Let's so let's travel the world. The other thing that I've been thinking though to um, maybe help explain possibly um, why people aren't seeing themselves in long-term homes is, um, I wonder if you looked at this on a graph, but like the urbanization of the population, Um, Mm. you know, as people- Moving to cities. Yeah, cities are getting bigger. um, That's a great point. People are moving from rural areas to urban areas. Um, That's just happening across the country. And as that happens, you know, you don't really own a home as much right. in the middle of Manhattan <laughs> as you do rent an apartment or whatever. And so a great um, point. as people move more toward urban right. areas, maybe they're just like, well, yeah, I don't see myself owning a home because I don't want to live in the country. I want to live in the city. A yeah. large majority of the people that we're friends with at some point, has
1: or still does live in they. They moved from the burbs into mm-hmm. downtown Saint Louis or South Saint Louis. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, and they're like, and a lot of this information is coming from polls, not so much just like, oh, this is happening. So these are the assumptions of it. So there definitely is. They've said that same thing. Like, yeah, this the, this generation likes to be less tied down mm-hmm. in generally. That is a common trait, and that's definitely some of them. But overall, most of the people that polled that said they didn't think they'd ever buy a home, it's not about whether or not they want to like most of still most of our generation still feels like yeah that's that's the way to wealth that's the way to like to like and when you think about it like it is like your generational wealth, it gets handed down. And that's that's where my biggest concern gets. Because I think as you look at this and we look into the future, like what the impact of this is going to have. Right now, I don't think it'll have too much. Because those upper generations, those boomers, those Gen Xers that are still buying houses, they're going to own those. And when they die, they're gonna, those are going to get handed down to the next generation, to us, sure. to the millennials and the Gen Zers. We're going to get those. Now, whether or not we hang on to them and have them again. But then again, that's pushing homeownership back later in life. So then, maybe at that point you're just used to it. You're like, no, I don't want that. Just sell it. Um, it. It might create this bigger wealth gap between like the rich and the the poor. Because think about it: like if you can afford to buy a house now, you're you're holding on to generational wealth versus everybody who can't. There's nothing for them to hand down to their children.
1: So maybe maybe it'll maybe it, this is just the natural course of things mm-hmm. as. We move into the future. each generation values things differently
2: yeah. yeah yeah i'm i'm just really interested to see what happens with the houses like because like right now with this gigantic market like they're building houses they're uh, selling houses like like you said these these older houses like you know and they're, they're also they're not building in the same way they used to like they used to like that is a common phrase like they don't build them like they used to i didn't really realize what that meant until somebody compared a stud from an old house to a stud now yeah yeah or like a house like man houses built in the 80s don't buy a house built in the 80s (laughs) i've heard stories from contractors like oh no you have no idea the things we would do we they were building houses so fast and so cheaply they were sending in lumber that lumber that wasn't even fully dried yet they were like tearing down the forest to build these things so fast and the woods just soft and it's not good like you'll blow those houses over buy a house built in the 50s
1: yeah you guys want to pool our
2: money together and just all rent a house together? I love that idea. Like a it? like a, a house where we might like all collab together. Like mm, yeah, build like
0: a, con- a content house, like a content house. Except it's like make content like a,
1: th- a three family vo- family vlog. That'd be
0: that'd actually be kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd watch yeah. that. Mm-hmm. We have to like parent each other's kids and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm we, into it. nuts. Do it. <laughs> I'd do it. Okay. Speaking of, they don't
1: make it like they used to. Okay. There is an exception to that when it comes to making plush. No. And
2: FAO Schwartz
1: because yep. they make the best plush. You see how I just got that ad right? I, in, just right, there. right in I there. Didn't yeah. even notice. Right in there. Slid it right in there. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then I called it out so you wouldn't notice. That's true. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know how we say nobody's gonna know? Yeah. We we, we made it very obvious yeah. that everyone's gonna, everyone's gonna know.
1: We just made a cool random onion video called "No One's Gonna Know" about uh, us, the way we kind of do behind-the-scenes stuff. And Danny had to use a lot of tape and shims to make this plush stand up to look nice.
0: <laughs> That's true. The plush is meant. To to be snuggled in and, right.
1: and slept with, not like stood up on a table no, for, a, for a video. For so. a beauty shot. Yeah, no, <laughs>
0: yeah. no, they,
2: they're not designed for that.
1: So we have tasties. We have fancies. Let's. Where are some of these different plush?
2: Uh, man, I mean, we, we had a whole slew of uh, Earth Day plushes from before, Easter plushes. Uh, they, they have plushes of all seasons and sizes. Uh, so check out Target.com. They sell a bunch of them on there. Uh, FAO Schwartz has a ton of them there. Or just FAO.com, and you can find a ton of them on there. And classic plushes. Uh, Dress up plushes If you go to FAO Schwartz's store They have a -A Build-A-Bear Inside Nice And they'll customize Them for you It's really cool I want to take my kids I do too We should go there Let's go
1: cool so as we wrap up this podcast don't forget to give us five stars give us some good reviews it goes a long way and um, we also i enjoy reading those i like to hear kind of some feedback of how people are enjoying
0: them. i love that too and actually um weird little uh, side note here if you're an apple podcast user um they changed it it's not it's no longer subscribe did you guys oh, know this i did not you know what it is follow follow it's a nice. good one you know why Because subscribe sounds like you got to pay for it. That's right. They did some research, and uh, Apple did, and they found out that people thought that subscribe meant Mm. you had to pay for this podcast. And follow just sounds free. Makes sense. I've been saying that for a long time about YouTube. YouTube is the last holdout on the word subscribe. Come on, YouTube. Well, follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get podcasts if you haven't already and subscribe to us on YouTube. That's right. We have a channel called Timely Clips where we uh, just cut down these segments into more bite-sized um, little videos. And a lot of times they're, they're a little different because you get, um, you know, first of all, you get a slightly different edit mm-hmm. of what we said. Yeah. Um, you might get some you know, different flubs or outtakes or whatever mixed in there. But also you get uh, some visual aids. So That's right. you yeah. get to see what we're talking about, which is oftentimes helpful.
1: So, so for the Urban Legends segment, if you enjoyed it, uh, you're gonna actually see some pictures of some of these urban legends. Maybe I'll be able to find a picture of a snipe. Good luck. Good luck, man. I don't know if anybody's. <laughs> Maybe I'll draw a picture. Yeah, and then we can show that.
0: No, can you just recreate yourself uh, as a kid, like holding up a, a, a pillowcase, pillowcase and a flashlight? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll take a picture of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say right
2: you. I would say you left out the most important thing about the timely clips channel. Is there's exclusive content there? That's, That's true. true. So there
0: are some podcast topics that never make their way to the audio format. If you only listen to Timely on audio in the podcast form, go to YouTube and just kind of scroll around a little bit. I'm, I'm sure you'll find a few videos that you haven't actually heard because they're exclusive to YouTube. So um, yeah, go go subscribe over there. It's totally free.
1: It is. <laughs> and one other perk on Timely Clips YouTube channel is you get to see Danny's beard stash.
2: True. Oh yeah, yeah. you get to see it. I've been working on a mustache beard combo right now. Um, You don't want to miss it. That's
0: growing
1: on me. It's growing on you.
0: I think we should end right there. Let's let's stop. All right. Well, uh, next time we'll um, we'll give you an update on Danny's beard stash. But for now, (laughs) 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 thanks for listening. This has been Timely. We'll see you next time.